0: Lopate. Every year around this time, we invite our favorite language experts, the brother and sister team of Catherine and Ross Petrus, to look at the best and worst new words that have come into vogue over the past months. Their most recent language book is Awkward, spelled A-W-K-W-O-R-D. Awkward Moments, a lovely, A Lively Guide to the Hundred Terms Smart People Should Know. And like their other books on language, That doesn't mean what you think it means, and you're saying it wrong. It's published by 10 Speed Press. They also have a podcast called You're Saying It Wrong. If you want to weigh in on the latest hot news, or if you have a question on word usage, grammar, and pronunciation, we invite you to call us at 212 209 2877. That's 212 209 2877. Kathy and Ross welcome back to our show
1: it's great to be here again Leonard
0: it's become a tradition for dictionaries to name a word of the year is that a recent phenomenon
1: ah don't get us started on this one this is going to get very petty and irritating in a second um actually no they've been doing it for a while how many years do you know Ross how many Um, years they've been doing it I don't know, but first of all, everyone can hear me, can't they? We can. Yes, I can, I can hear you. <laughs> okay,
2: I'm always. You know me. I want t- Kathy to get of word a of the year. My word phone. of the year always, every year, is electronics, and I never mm. get it. So anyway, I'm glad you guys can hear me. I don't know. They've done it. Um, I think. Hmm. I think uh, the OED, as I recall, it's been like 2004, mm. 2005. They did Sudoku. Um,
1: I think it's they've been different. doing it for about a decade, haven't they? Yeah, well,
2: 2004 is over a decade. So oh, they, my God. How old
1: <laughs> are
0: we? <laughs> do they ask their their readers to vote for their favorite words, or do they just uh, – Base it on the search for particular words on their website. Uh, okay,
1: this is where the bone of contention with this year comes in. Um, in the past, it tended to be, and it and it still is for many dictionaries, based on uh, lookups how many people were requesting information about a word. This year, Oxford decided to throw it out to the uh, audience at large. They chose three words, a short list. And, and had a two week uh, period where they could do a public vote and ask people to vote on those three words. And the quote word, and I use the term very loosely, of the year turned out to be goblin mode. Two words. Two
2: but, words. And, <laughs> the others, and the others were also multi word. The other one was um, hashtag I stand with,
3: hmm.
2: which, and then what was the third one? Metaverse. Um, Metaverse. That's right. Metaverse, which was one word actually combined. Uh, well, but we thought, we basically felt that was a really bad way of, of talking about Word of the Year. And I, Leonard, I have a question for you. Did you know Goblin Mode before they chose it as Word of the Year? No. Uh, but Nor did that's I. A Brit-
0: it's British, isn't it? And it's also, it tends to be a phrase used by younger people referring. To people coming out of lockdowns but not returning entirely to pre-COVID social norms? Yeah, it's sort of like being a feral human after a certain point, I guess. But I what interested me about that, though, was
2: I, I stated what you said on our podcast recently. I thought it was British, but then we did research, and apparently it really, Elon Musk made it popular in April uh, 2022.
0: Well, if and he it made goes, it popular, then it's got to be very popular. Elon Musk. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> and have been apparently the word recently.
2: Was, uh, yeah, and apparently the word was was born with Julia Fox, who's an American actress. Actor, excuse me, I should say that now. So uh, it seems to be American and as an American, as all three of us are Americans, none of us had heard it, which I thought was really interesting.
1: I, but, I tend to think it's it's a generational thing though. Don't you? I think, I think oh, that yeah. if we were younger maybe we'd be using it. Now I'm seeing it all over the place though. I mean, I can't go, I can't look at anything online without finding goblin mode.
0: But the second place winner in Oxford's Word of the Year was metaverse, which is something that we've heard a lot in this country. It describes a virtual reality environment in which users interact with each other's avatars and their surroundings in an immersive way. Of course, uh, avatar becomes a problem <laughs> in that <laughs> explanation. Uh, did the word become popular because Facebook has attempted to rebrand itself as a metaverse company?
1: I think so. I mean, because suddenly now, I mean, you can't, again, it's, it reminds me of Goblin Mode in that sense recently. But yeah, I think because of the whole metaverse um, with uh, Facebook and what's his face now, Zuckerberg really pushing it. Now it's meta is the company. I think that's what really did it. And people aren't quite sure what it is. I mean, in terms of business, people are saying he made a big error going this metaverse way, but who knows?
0: A reminder that people can call in and talk about language mm-hmm. with us. Our number here is 212-209-2877. This year, merriam webster chose gaslighting as its word of the year, and they defined it as the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. That word dates back to the, the movie Gaslighting, isn't it? the 1924 20 film yeah. with Ingrid Bergman, Charles Borla- Boyer, and even an earlier play, why do you yes. think it suddenly became so popular? They,
2: they, to be fair to Merriam-Webster, what they do, their their basic idea is to look at lookups. How many how many times this word was looked up? And according to their um, their rubric, look, gaslighting was the most looked up word of the year for them.
1: I have to interject. It went. It, there was a seven one thousand seven hundred and forty percent increase in lookups for it. That's yeah. huge. I mean, but I, again, I go back to, I didn't, I never, I, I know what gaslight means. So I would not look it up, but I was, I didn't really feel that we saw it that often this year. No.
2: I didn't either. And I, I really got curious as to why it was looked up so much. Was the show on TV a lot or something? <laughs> well, did it to do them? with former know.
0: president's insistence that the 2020 election was stolen and that anything negative reported about him was fake news and that the idea that if you repeat a lie enough times, it'll somehow be accepted as the truth?
1: I, I am assuming that would be it but I would have thought gaslight would have been bigger than last
0: year rather than and this th-
1: year I, and if we're talking about
2: with letter I think you did correctly with that with the, probably the mean why it was used but fake news I think would be much more in the news than gaslighting in that sense hmm. but people wouldn't have looked up fake news because it's obvious no, it's what it's obvious means.
0: what it means
1: it's so, funny though Ross and I talked about Miriam Webster. Their second one was oligarch. That was number two in terms of looked up. And that one we both think would have been the better word of the year.
0: Oligarch, uh, Omicron, Queen Consort, and we'll get to them in a moment. But we've invited calls. Somebody called and then hung up uh, asking about the controversy over the word Latinx, uh, which 40% of Hispanics say they find offensive. Although, I don't know, I guess Latinx was supposed to replace the word Hispanic, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: the funny thing is, though, with that, because this is something that Ross and I have talked about when you try to graft a word on, like you kind of try to muscle the word into the language. And, and Latinx was one of the ones that apparently more non-Latin people use. So it became well, like a, sort of a woke white word to use to try they, to sound better. We didn't
0: want they to did sound, certain, say Latino or Latina. Latino, yeah.
1: They did, actually did a
2: survey of, of uh, Latinx or Hispanic or whatever you want to say, and only 2 to 3% preferred the use of Latinx, Yes, which I thought was really interesting.
1: I want to interject. I think also what's interesting, Ross. you say Latinx. I say like Leonard, Latinx, and I think that's also an issue. Like you look at it and you don't quite know how to say it, so you go, oh, forget <laughs> it. At least I do.
0: Well, I yeah, I guess Latinx makes sense because you say Latino or Latina. But we have uh, some callers who want to join this conversation. L- let's take some calls for Kathy and Ross Petrus. Again, the number is 212-209-2877. WBAI, you are on the air. Yes,
3: good afternoon. Hi. The um, worst word, the most... Irritating word for me this past year has been codified. I believe at one time it was very rarely used. Maybe you might have heard William F. Buckley use it. But now it seems like every other person, particularly arrogant <laughs> politician or reporter,
2: uses this word, and it, and it really is very irritating to me. Well, that's a really interesting comment. Because Mm. Merriam-Webster actually put it on their
1: list (laughs) of
2: words of the year, they're they're almost words of the year, and Codify was one of them. And we were discussing this last week, Codify lookups increased almost 200% for the year, basically all mostly driven by the Supreme Court and their Roe v. Wade uh, decision on June 24th. And I almost never use the word, but Kathy. I was gonna say
1: representing William F. Buckley in this duo. I do. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I do use it. And I don't mean to sound like irritating, but I use it a lot. I do, actually. Now I'm now I'm ashamed. (laughs) And speaking against my sister,
2: I find it irritating as well.
0: (laughs) What about you, Lister? Good to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm outnumbered. Thank you so much for calling us. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air.
3: Hello? Yeah, hi. Okay. Uh, A few comments. I looked up, I also did some research on Latinx, and I saw the 2% thing. However, there was an interesting article about a professor at a university who was teaching uh, Latin studies, and Mm. his students were very much in favor of the word. Now, of course, that's a small, narrow group, but uh, anyway, some people like it, uh, and they happen to be young students. Now, here's a few quick comments uh, about news speak. The first time I heard the word stunning, which I'm 70 years old, oh, you look stunning, uh, was with respect to like horrific destruction of people and property. Boy, that was stunning. And I said, <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: And now, yet now it's like, oh, you look fabulous. You're stunning. Wow. Yeah.
3: And uh, other news speak that I can't stand. We're going to take a deep dive. All right, Oof, we're going to yeah. look at- yeah. you know. I don't like it. I don't either. <laughs> and I also don't like that everything, not everything, the narrative, controlling the narrative.
1: Uh, uh, That's a pet peeve of mine. That's a real big pet peeve of mine.
3: I sound intelligent when I say narrative instead of we're going to go over some, we're going to go over a story about them. So anyway, I guess that's all for now.
1: Okay. But, <laughs> well, I approve of everything you said. <laughs> actually, I want to take a deep dive into that narrative perspective.
2: <laughs> but actually, kidding aside though, interestingly enough, with the Latinx with the uh, students liking it, whereas the, the survey had they don't like it, that actually really points to a common way language changes. Old timers like all of us don't like changes that much. We get bad at we don't we we stick with the vocabulary we know. Younger people tend to be much more open to change. And that tends to be how change occurs. So the question with Latinx is is it's still open. Will it become part of the vocabulary? We have no way of knowing yet.
1: I don't think so. I I actually don't think so. I think it was
0: forced in. 40% of Hispanics say they find it offensive. So Mm -hmm. that's a lot.
2: Mm -hmm. It probably won't occur, but we never know.
1: I think the problem is, that, like I was saying before, is it didn't occur organically. It was grafted onto language. And I think when you try to do that, you try to say, let's do this because it's better. I don't I don't think it works as well because people didn't autumn like, do it on their own. You know,
2: I don't know things like um, I mean, there were certain words that we had like for for a long time, Ms., which was deliberately introduced, took over. I mean, it doesn't anymore, but it did last for like about 20 years and it's still around uh gay as a term uh for sexual orientation was kind of like shoved but that was
1: no it was not that was organic i disagree with you
2: on that yeah it was let's i'm looking up gay etymology
1: (laughs) (laughs) miz i'll give you Ms. was foisted on it and i i I mean Ms. is still used you rarely hear miss or missus it's Ms. i mean you know yeah okay so that was but um that did work i'll give you Ms. (laughs)
0: Tell people that they're listening to Leonard Lopez at Large at WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, streaming live at WBAI.org. And my guests are two regulars on our show. We talk about language with them, Catherine and Ross Petras, and we invite your calls at 212-209-2877 when they are on the air um, you want to finish that? Because I wanted to get to some more words that uh, are are also have been uh, come up as uh, on the list of most search words.
1: Oh, that's more fun.
0: Omicron, queen consort. You mentioned oligarch. Uh, oligarch uh, suddenly started being used a lot because of Russian oligarchs. But the oligarchs have been around a long time, haven't they?
1: <laughs> Since ancient Greek,
0: <laughs> so, yeah. What Although, does it mean exactly?
1: Should we hear Ross? Um, oh, but, oligarch always meant what it meant meant now. I mean, it was it was um, it oh, does, it's ancient the ancient Greek word is. Well, I'm sorry, go Ross.
2: Oh no, go ahead. It's oligos, which is the few, and then archon, which is uh, rulers. Hmm. So it's rule of the few. Ah. Uh... But I think it makes a lot of sense. As we, we both considered, we thought that that should have been the real word of the year, because not only do we have Russian oligarchs, we also have, quote, quote oligarchic uh, attack. You know, people are saying the U.S. is oligarchic now with big business ruling things. Mm-hmm. I think it's a word. It's an up-and-coming word that's going to be in the, in the vocabulary a lot in the next couple of years.
1: More so than Davlenode.
0: mode.
2: I think so. But <laughs> well, what
0: about Omicron? Now, Omicron is an obvious one. We all know why it's on the list, but are we running out of Greek letters to name COVID variants? <laughs> well, we've
1: got a while Omega's still. Omega's the last We're letter of the 0. Greek alphabet. <laughs> we've got up to Zeta, so. <laughs>
2: no, we, no, no, no. we have uh, um, Omega. Um, oh, uh, duh, yes. yeah. yeah. I was thinking
1: of Z as in, yeah.
2: Yes, right. no, we, we, we have a ways to go.
1: Okay, let's hope we don't have to use them. No. Yeah, Omicron, though, I mean, it's I understand why it's on the list, but that I can understand not picking it because it, that was so specific to um, to uh, COVID that it it, mm-hmm. it, it... it. Well, this is the problem, um, and I'm curious how you feel, Leonard. Ross and I were talking about it, and we understand choosing the words based on lookups. That's legitimate. Uh-huh. But there should be a, there's some sort of a nuance because in the case of Omicron... It was looked up because of COVID. It's not that the word itself is zeitgeisty, for lack of a better term. It was just that at the time people looked it up. So it it seems like there should be this sort of uh, combo. Like it's on one hand, it was looked up a lot. On the other hand, it mirrored the times. Don't you think?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that probably the most used words, two words, are you know. But
1: <laughs> that would win every I, I am stunned <laughs> by
0: how even the most educated caller, uh, guests that I have on this show, just cannot construct a sentence without, you know, in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. At least, well, that mean,
1: reminds me, I used to always end, I still do. I, 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 My father used to drive me, I drove him crazy. I end sentences with, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I do, Ross. You can attest that, and you he would do. always go. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I can't help it. Yes. You,
2: not to not to disparage my sister further, because I'm sure you have many things against me. Mm-hmm. You also go well. To be honest, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's one that's because Ross is a
0: pathological That's one of wife. your tics. That's not, <laughs> that's not something that we hear a lot. Just some people, I guess. Maybe forgive me for using the word. Pedantic people. Uh, Anyway, should we take some more calls? (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Get me off the hot seat.
0: (laughs) BAI, you're on the air.
4: Hello. Hello. Uh, Hi, Leonard. Uh, Hi, guest. Guest. So, um, there's one word that's uh, puzzled me for a long time. Um, the word is reify, R-E-I-F-Y. And, um... I heard somebody used it, and I then I thought it was, the word was so phony that I, I kind of cringed. But well, well, how exactly can do you use that word? Does one use that word? That's a really,
1: really... go, Ross. Oh, no, go ahead, Kathy. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm fascinated that you hear here because I don't think I ever hear reify in normal language, frankly. That's what, I'm like, you're listening to very smart people. <laughs> do you hear it often? I don't. No, I
2: don't. It's interesting, I guess, for me, because of Latin, because the re part is re in, in Latin it would be pronounced, and it means thing. And then the phi, like in magnify, the phi makes means that you're making something more so. So reify would mean making something into a thing, which makes sense. And I've studied Latin, but I'll tell you something: I've never used the word, and I don't think I ever will. Although maybe now I will. let <laughs> well, Yeah,
1: it's 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 actually though a very specific word. I mean, but there's a an example. For it.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's interesting because it's actually kind of useful too. Because mm-hmm. you're taking you're re you're, you're reify, like you're taking an idea and making it concrete. You're reifying the idea. I, I think it's sort of an interesting. Uh, an interesting idea.
0: Caller, where have you heard it used? Well, what I was context? at this uh, art symposium
4: and some guys some guys said that I said I said who is this phony? <laughs> so
1: um <laughs> he's <not> like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well right. I do have
2: to say our mother was an artist and we used to go to art shows as kids and I think almost every art exhibition I've ever been to has words like reify in it, and things you can barely understand. I think artists just stick to painting instead of writing in some cases.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I got curious about it because this is something I, 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 I am on, unfamiliar with. And then, no, it's a fallacy of ambiguity is what I'm looking at. It's you're treating something abstract as if it were real. Okay, that makes sense. So they're saying, yeah. I, I, for
4: example, I, I don't want to say about God, but I mean, let's say... Let's say, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like, the, uh, uh, this is kind of like the country isn't real, but like we uh-huh. make the people make it real, right? Like the the flag isn't real.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good. Ex- I think that's a really good example. Because uh-huh. you're taking something immaterial, you're taking something, and it's it almost emblematic. It. Yeah.
2: So therefore, an artist would reify their ideas into into like an art form or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then I don't get this uh, fallacy aspect of it. But I must, you know, whatever.
0: Okay, well, let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hi, folks. I have a question. Good. What has happened to much?
3: Example. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Hmm. What's
1: happened to much? That's a good question. You're right. I hadn't thought of it. You don't, we don't use much, much, uh, whatever. <laughs> much, if, <you> know, <laughs> I think we don't
0: it's know. disappearing like it's the word the "few" place. is disappearing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you can't tell me.
1: <laughs> no, we're busy being astounded by your prescient comment because I hadn't thought of it. You hadn't Had thought, you thought of it was? much? And it, it
3: sounds great. <laughs> it <happens> too much. <laughs> What has happened to much? Thanks, folks. I, I enjoy your show always. Thank you. Well,
1: thank, thank you. you. I, much. It's true. It's like people don't say you're welcome. You say no problem. Much. Much is going by the wayside. It is.
0: Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello? You?
5: Yeah, you got me. Okay. Hey, hi. Um, one thing that just came up, you we were talking about narrative and reify and everything. That's academic jargon, which tends to just get. Diluted when it works its way down, you know, into the you know popular discourse. So, narrative now means, excuse my language, but BS story. <laughs> the world. Um, so I was like, that's a I mean, great that's right. definition. Yeah. I like. That. Um, now, now, what I called up actually to say, and then I was listening to you guys is. What, Two points. One, language now used in Twitter and, and on, on and in and, and type, you know, on Facebook and so on, as opposed to spoken, is sort of bifurcating from spoken language. And one so and you see all the time there, to be honest and honestly, somebody just mentioned that, like every single Twitter post now says it. Mm-hmm. TBH, I think, and it, TB, they don't mean yeah. honesty, nothing else. But what I call it, there's another well, but, trend but Let's stop
0: co- for a second Sorry. and no, think yeah. about the implication of that. That, that suggests that people are afraid that they're going to be doubted.
5: Well, I mean, sometimes it's... It. The to be honest you know you mentioned that before it's just it's just like a pause no. but sometimes mm. it means like the person right thinks they're going to be doubted I, they are a dishonest person or they just think they're going to be doubted all the time you know uh, mm. so they have to say this time i'm being honest which makes me suspicious you know um obviously right that's what
1: ross says to me all the time so yeah. yeah yeah
5: but what i called up related to the twitter to say was i actually find this one kind of offensive and it's not a word it's it's a use of a word. It's the sort of aping imitation of what you might call African-American vernacular or, or black English by mainly by affluent white women. We be mm. doing this. We be doing that. Y'all, y'all dudes listening. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, mm-hmm. and it's, it's almost never black people doing that. You know, it's
1: true. It's true. It's I agree with you. Women like, this, and this is where we go back to the Latin well, aspect of it. Well, sort
5: Latinx, of. Yeah. And, and I have a personal stake in that, you know, being half Puerto Rican with it my I don't speak Spanish but my grandparents did and my parents a little bit you know And and what's your reaction to Latinx? They, they think it's ridiculous. Now Yeah, interesting. I, yeah. I think it's an acad- again, it's an academic world thing and not really anywhere else. Well, would they you prefer know? latino even though
0: it's um, that's male? No,
5: they're okay. Look, older people, you, you, Leonard, you, I don't I don't know about your guests, but you're all New Yorkers. You all sound like it. When, yeah. when, and I'm in my 60s. When I was young, every you know, most People we would call Hispanic or Latin today just called themselves Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember
2: that, too. I remember I mean, that. They were, yeah. I mean, they
5: were you know, of indi- often of indigenous descent from Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic or someplace in Central or South America, but they all called themselves Spanish. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to make of that. I have no horse in this race. You know, I mean, it's, it's just an observation. interesting i don't have a hispanic or latin or latinx identity anymore i never spoke spanish you know i i I don't look like like nobody would just assume that from my appearance that i am Uh on one side of puerto rican descent because my family were it's it's a sad story i'm I'm emblematic of the story of that were the you know sort of the europeans who did pretty well over there as opposed to the indigenous people so you know Uh that's what i look like yeah
0: thank you for your call uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm inviting listeners to call us here at uh, at 2877 But I, I'm wondering about the the phrase "queen consort," uh, which came into use a lot after the death of Queen Elizabeth. It refers to now King Charles III's wife, Camilla. Is it a term that's always been used to refer to the wife of the King of England? well it, we're, that was in an the past were they question. just called the a queen we well, we went on, through
2: Nelson. that at length last a couple of days ago and to tell you the truth we're not really that
1: sure about a lot of it still well no the we queen, said no, we're talking the about the queen like, consorts the wife of a, king, of a reigning but she, king but she does not she's yes but she's she's not gonna she doesn't she's not in the succession she uh, cannot yeah. become queen yeah, no. Like Prince was just, Philip was the Prince Consort, but he was not the King Consort. Interestingly enough, this yeah, is a no. Exactly that? That what we were talking about. Though, why was Prince Philip
2: the Prince, not the King Consort? Not well, the g- sure I don't, yeah, I not the King I Consort. Know, no. I suspect it's
1: because King had a had a more weighted because um, of because of um, differences in gender at the time, power. Probably. That king has more power than 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 Queen. Although no, we
2: can't. We I don't know. We still haven't. I still haven't found anything on that. I'm curious about that. But you know, language a lot of times has no reason. It just does it. So it's hard to really figure out.
0: So to to some degree, this is all has to do with uh, (laughs) how much power we want to uh, give people through the use of a word. No
1: exactly very mm-hmm. well put i'm just sorry i just want to interject i just looked it up some monarchies do use king consort it's mm-hmm. just that they, the brits do not the brits do not and they're the yes, english but, people who they're the, they're the the people who would say it in english who uses yeah. it what which, which countries do use it do you know um it was rare okay i'm just looking it's rarely used or disputed title um okay it was mary queen of scots her Her husband was called the King Consort. Portugal was made a King Consort. Okay, but that wouldn't be an English. Uh, Queen Victoria wanted to make Albert a King Consort, but But the British government refused it. Oh, that's interesting. Because he was a foreigner. That's interesting. And Isabella, when she married Francis, he became King Consort of Spain. Okay. So there we have it. It's all about politics.
0: (laughs) And fascinates me. You are listening to Leonard Pit at Large on WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, streaming live at WBAI.org.
6: You say neither, I say either, you say neither, and I say neither, either, neither, 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 either. let's call the whole thing off. We don't want to call the whole
0: thing off. We want to keep on talking about it because it's a lot of fun. Uh, And my guests are uh, Catherine and Ross Petras, who are regulars on this show. Uh, They are the authors of a number of books. and most recent one, well, there's a new one, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But the the most recent one on language is "Awkwards." Uh, moments, a, a lively guide to 100 terms smart people should know. Uh, then there's that doesn't mean what you think it means. And also, You're Saying It Wrong. They're all published by Ten Speed Press, and they have a podcast called You're Saying It Wrong. And how do people access the podcast?
1: Um, it's on npr.org. You can go to any of the, um, you know, Stitch. Um, Apple Tunes, all of those the ones that have uh, podcasts, I think Spotify, everybody has it. Everybody. (laughs) And everybody should listen. I just also want to add, we've just been doing um, the audio versions of all the word books and the horrifying thing in doing it because Ross and I each had to read different sections of it. We both discovered that we had forgotten a lot of what we had known (laughs) and we're saying it wrong (laughs) some of the time. (laughs)
0: well not surprising if you don't use a word a lot uh it, it's going to kind of disappear from your vocabulary isn't it or or you're right but
2: the other problem we both found is that we basically look at language mo- mostly through reading and there are words that at least I know I certainly know for myself I've mispronounced for for decades so even though I've mispronounced it for years, then I read, then I decide to write about it and I find myself, oh, this is the correct pronunciation, but I still revert back a lot of times to the wrong pronunciation. Mm-hmm. De- detritus, uh, which is, you know, like detritus. the leavings or leftovers. It's called. It should be pronounced detritus.
0: Yeah, detritus.
2: I've I've loved that word since I learned it in high school, and I. The two of us it.
1: always said detritus. Oh, detritus.
2: <laughs> well, and I've said detritus all those years, and I. To your detriment. I cannot get it out of my head. It's like your candy, detritus, not detritus. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll we'll get to some of the other words that have come up uh, in through the English dictionary: uh, permacrisis, party gates, bluting... Quiet, quitting. (laughs) But I want to get to some more of our callers. So, BAI, you're on the air. Hello.
6: everyone. How's everybody today?
0: Okay. Could you get closer to your phone and talk up a bit?
6: Okay, I am. I'm on my land phone, landline.
0: Ooh.
1: (laughs) They're still there. (laughs) Yeah.
6: (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay, so you know what I'm listening to the conversation, and one of the things just recently through listening to your dialogue, that that wasn't brought up, like when the uh, when the, when the when the when the gentleman who spoke about well, there was a time when uh, uh, people who spoke Spanish and came from the various uh, uh, islands would say of themselves and identify themselves as Spanish,
3: uh-huh. mm-hmm. and,
6: but what wasn't discussed in that dialogue, which I. Thought was very interesting is that that term of identification is based on the uh, the colonial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. force. that's an excellent yes. point. Yes. Yeah. And,
0: and, and, Otherwise, and, the look, Spanish simply means coming from Spain. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And if you look at if you look at the particular and ger- and raise it in the general, you'll see that uh, African people. Here in the U.S., have we have been identifying ourselves for the longest of times as Negro, and that mm. is another term that was adopted by us based upon the domination of another colonial or, or force of oppression.
0: It's true, but Absolutely. the word Negro has it's, kind it's, of disappeared. Uh, no, no, no. Yes. I'm not
6: talking about disappearing. But it, isn't that
0: interesting? Like, it was from? at one point it was considered. A respectable word. In fact, many years ago, WBAI had a show called Negro Music. You can't imagine a show with that name anymore.
6: It was considered respectable by white people. And see, Mm -hmm. not not knowing our own language, we adopted the language of white people, which was English here. And so we Mm -hmm. said it. And it wasn't that we said it because we thought it was respectful. It was the only language term that we had based upon it's true. The,
1: the loss of I think our that's an important point because so much of language is about colonialism or the victor or whatever, or the oppressor in, in many cases. And, and and a culture just has to assume those words, even if they're not theirs. And it, it's very fascinating, actually, when you see it.
2: But paradoxically, though, a lot of times, um, the dominant culture receives words from and, and vernacular. We just talked about that with uh, Black English earlier, where they receive it from from pe- people that they're actually um, oppressing. There's a there's a two way street with language, both downwards as well as upwards.
6: One other thing so before that I that also go.
2: really interests me.
6: One other thing before I go, please, and that is this: the w- another word is the uh, the N word. Of people of color,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: They're all that three quarters of the planet is uh, populated by other than uh Caucasian people who are yeah, you know,
1: of color, most of the world is of color. You're right, they have
6: identified <laughs> yeah. themselves. You see, but that color concept, con- con- uh, con- uh, uh, construct was it comes from white from Caucasian people. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying, and, and mm-hmm. now and now we see. They, the language has been said people of color to a, to refuse to say they are talking about people who are non-white. Huh. I want to know, what is the problem with saying we're talking about non-white people so as opposed to say people of color? Because then the next question for me is, what color are you
4: talking about?
0: Well, <laughs> we're talking about people from all over the world, whether they're Asian or whether they are from— uh, Latin America, or whether they're from uh, from Africa, you all having now you said or or, or Native Americans all having colors that are different it? than white
6: Native American, Asian, hmm. or Latin American. So then identify people by that geographical construct as opposed to some amorphous, meaningless term as people of color..
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Well, thank you so and, and much for again, bringing that up.
6: Hang up. Once again, what this whole, con this is a very interesting conversation, but I think y'all are missing the the elephant in the room, and that is the white elephant in the room. No. <laughs>
3: I think
0: you're right. You made the point. We got, the got
1: pink it. That is elephant, right? <laughs> we got it. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right.
0: Let's take another call. Hi. Hello? BAI, you're on the air.
1: Yeah, hi. I think I
7: to this problem of where the much went in so much fun. Um, <laughs> I thought about it When I started hearing people, and it was, it was always young people, as you said, um, from the young people, the old people stick with the old ways. I started hearing people like, with, with voices like in their 20s and 30s who would say, oh, it was so fun. And I would cringe and uh. I'd go, oh my God. And I think what they're doing is they heard people say, that was really fun right? That's what Mm -hmm. we used to say, right? Boy, that was really fun. But fun is a noun there, not an adjective. But Mm -hmm. people heard it as if it were an adjective, as if you were saying, boy, that was really good, that was really nice, that was really expensive. Do you know what I mean? Those are adjectives. Mm -hmm. So people heard fun as if it were an adjective, and now they use it as an adjective. I mean, it's a noun. They use it... No. that was so fun. Yes. They think fun is an adjective. Like, that was so nice. That
1: was so good. That was so clear. That's very that interesting. Was so fun. I it is. think you might be onto something there.
2: What's, yeah. also, what's also interesting is Merriam-Webster now does have, Merriam-Webster basically reflects what people are saying now, and they have fun as an adjective, and they have funner and funnest. Both of which I cannot say. Funner?
1: funner. Yeah, I could have a funnest, maybe funner. I, don't, I
2: wouldn't. I would not use either personally. But how apparently, you, people how are do you using you say funner. It.
1: That was funner than I ever dreamed. Well, if, I don't, <laughs> ah, no.
2: if, if as you know, if we're talking adjective, I guess that you can have funner and funnest. I don't like them, but that's they're there.
1: You're old, Ross. You're old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of growing older. Uh, mm-hmm. You still want to hold on to the things that you considered important mm-hmm. when you were younger, and other mm-hmm. people are not necessarily thinking that way. Uh, some of the words that popped up that stunned me There's a word called spluting, which means the act of lying flat on the stomach with your legs stretched out. Uh, there's another one, Quiet quitting, the practice of doing little or no work while being <laughs> present at one's place of employment. These are things that have uh, come up more recently that I, I don't think I would have understood 20 years ago. Oh, no. So should we take another call?
1: Oh, please. Right.
0: <laughs> BAI, you're on the air.
3: Yeah, Lenny. How about the word aesthetic?
0: Yes, how about it?
1: And have some alcohol for this Christmas, OK? <laughs> I love Copacetic. I, I use do Copacetic too. constantly. So <laughs> I like it. I vote yes on Copacetic. I do. I'm curious, is it still used a lot? I love it and I use it. I'll
2: write it sometimes and stuff. But do people say it and use it now? I'm I don't curious. hear
0: it a lot. But obviously, I don't know whether younger people know what it means.
1: Mm-mm.
2: I'm not sure.
1: Well, I must say, as someone who does use it all the time, a few times I've used it and I, to a young person. I said, "I hope your birthday's copacetic or something," and, and there was a distinct like,
0: "What? Uh-huh. You
1: know? Yeah." So I had to go. Well, I, that's good. You know, and it's like, so I don't know.
0: Guess, right
2: now. Curious. My guests years, on huh?
0: today's Leonard Lopate at Large are Catherine and Ross Petras, and we are taking your calls about language at 212-209-2877. We've been talking mostly about new words that have come into the vocabulary in the last few years, but uh, also words that have been around for a while, and uh, some that— uh, are going to, are disappearing um, again we've talked many times about the fact that the word few disappears is disappearing and i find myself yelling at my tv set all the time <laughs> it's fewer anyway <laughs> let, let's take another call bai you're on the air Hi. hello
7: Good afternoon. I always look forward to this this combo. It's it's just wonderful. I come from a punny family, and uh, I'd like to throw some, make some new ones up today. Uh, how about fossil fog?
0: Fossil, fossil fog? fog?
7: Yeah, you know, like your
1: your your brain is so f- mm. become so boneheaded that you know you can't see. I love that. Oh, I've never heard <laughs> I that think that, that is wonderful. I don't want to try to
7: use that. Yeah, please do. And and as I say, my fam- family was very punny, and they'd make f- puns, remarks, and it, it really um, kind of irritated a lot of friends when we'd play Scrabble, because I would feel like some <laughs> <those funny laughs> words that family made. You know, all oh, those crazy people. Where'd you find that? We made it up. It's more fun. Okay, guys. It's wonderful to hear you, as always. Have a great day. thank you. One
0: of the words word, that too. comes out of that is homophone. Now, that can also be a pun, although it's inappropriate.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching it.
0: <laughs> okay, let's. Should we take another call? Absolutely. BAI, you're on the air.
1: Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. Oh
6: yeah. Oh, new words that I I had to get used to. I'm about seventy. The word emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and app. You
3: know,
1: I had to ask my grandkids, oh, what do you mean by app? What is an emoji, you know? so. I, I What got me was, do you remember when we used to just call them programs? And then they became apps. And then now they've they've changed my window. So, like, I look at things and I, I'm looking for a, quote, program. And instead they're steering me to the apps hmm. page. And it sort of throws me because I don't, I don't put them together still in my head.
0: Where do you think app comes from, the word app?
1: Application.
0: Application. Um, oh, okay. But do you know where emoji comes from? No. I didn't know this. It's
2: from the Japanese. The E part means picture and the emoji means character. Like, you know, you have kanji writing. Emoji is a Japanese word. I
1: had no idea. Isn't that interesting? Okay, but now where did emoticon come from? don't ask i am <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i have no idea i never thought of that one i knew the they emojis. don't use
1: emoticons much anymore it's almost all emojis now isn't it i think so but emoticon, i don't use I either so you i know. just looked it up
2: kathy if you're curious it comes from emotion hmm. a combination of the word emotion and, a co- and the word icon hmm. okay so it's not
0: as interesting as emoji let's no. take another call bai you're on the air Yes, hi. 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 Uh,
4: earlier in the program, somebody...
3: Wait, can you talk up question. just
0: a little louder?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, let me just switch this up here.
0: Better. Oh, perfect. Can, can you hear me better? Yes. Now? Good. Okay. Uh, earlier in your program, somebody asked the question of what happened to the, the term much. Um, I mean, I use much all, all the time. But I usually use it as far as, like, saying much respect. Or much love, or much appreciation, something like that.
1: You uh-huh. sound like a good person. <laughs> that was those are nice that's, examples,
0: that's, actually. you know, I. Do you use I it muchly. Good, hmm? uh, yeah, Forgive you know, I use much. You know, I mean, to me, the word hasn't disappeared. So, I don't know. Maybe
5: in certain circles, I don't know.
0: But I just wanted to add that in. Love your show. Thank you. Do you much. think that certain we words are popping up, up more? <laughs> yes. yeah, right. Do you think certain words are popping up more because of the popularity of Wordle? Well,
1: well that go, Ross, and then I'll say well, something. I, I play Wordle all
2: the time, and Cambridge had chosen. Didn't they choose the word of the year? I was just going to oh, say
1: that the word of the year this year was Homer. Because yeah. apparently, H O M E R, and the, yeah. it was
0: the Brits, even though the, yeah, the Homer is an, an American baseball term.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I re- actually, I did it that day, and I remember getting Homer and like thinking, you know, fine, whatever. And a moment. blind
1: poet. Sorry, I just <laughs> yeah, want to point that out. <laughs>
2: but we were asked that question previously. We also discovered that Homer is an old word for basking shark, which I never knew. But
0: wow, ooh, okay. Well, it was also the name of a famous poet. We yes. uh, have time to sneak maybe one more. No, we don't have any more calls. Yeah. Oh, well, let's try to sneak another call in. Hi, BAI, you're on the air.
4: How are you? Talking on the British theme, address Z versus Z, And the word is, I want to get your opinion on punk uh, which is showing great attention to correct detail. And it's from the French, punk year And I want to say the difference between Jew and Jew-X is the Jew-Xs are the ones with the space lasers. apropos <laughs> <Our laughs> to the Latin C.
0: Does anybody say Jew-S anymore? No, I... Well, no one says anything-S anymore,
1: Atlanta. really, do they? We talked about this, we didn't did. we, Ross, recently, about something? We did. How we, we're I, losing the um, feminine suffixes. Yeah, Ava, yeah Ava,
2: tricks. no one would ever say. Uh, s would be E-S-S, but I think people just say air now.
1: Yeah, we realize that the only time that you really have the um, dominatrix is one that is still <laughs> specific still to there. the female uh, suffix, but yeah. And the, e, and the princess, E-S-S for princess. Yeah,
2: yeah. Lost. But the others are disappearing.
0: Let's take another call. Who can sneak another one in here? Hi, Hello. BAI, what you're on the air.
6: Word? Yes, the word angertainment. I've been hearing that a lot and reading quite a bit lately.
0: Um, what word?
6: anger I think you use it in relation to
1: angry politicians, angry radio stations, huh. DJs.
0: I haven't heard it.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's that's an interesting one because it's 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 a neologism of some sort. I don't think it really started coming out until the last like 20, like last year, maybe or a little before that. But it's exactly what you're saying. And it's it's a beautiful portmanteau with the anger and the attainment.
2: Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good word that says.
1: Yeah, no, it it really, really works, I think. But now I'm going to notice it all the time because I haven't seen it lately, but I'm sure I will.
0: Go to the Washington Post letters to the editor section? My God. Okay. Does that fill up? <laughs> I don't think we have enough time to take too many calls, but I'm going to try to sneak one more in here. BAI, you're on the air. Right. Say it again. BAI, you are on the air. Do we have... Uh, Hello. Yeah, hi.
4: Hi. I'm calling
3: about uh, Love Your Show. No, i have to be quick. Uh, I wonder if you and your guests have noticed the increased... Spoken language usage of the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T.
1: Yes. Yeah, actually, Definitely. yes. Uh huh. It started with business in particular, p- business and politics. I mean, so many words come from that, the, the heavy usage comes from there. But, yeah, big, yeah, big my time.
3: Sense, uh, I first became aware around the Obama administration trying to pivot the State Department away from <laughs> Russia into China.
2: Uh, I was just about to say that. You're right. That immediately hit me too. That that was a big usage of the word.
3: And now what do you guys been, think uh, of it? Do you every, like it or dislike of spoken it? Spoken language. Uh, um, it, it, I always noted. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Anyhow, thank you. I've really loved the show.
0: And uh, right now, I'm going to pivot a bit before mm-hmm. we end. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> I should mention that you have a new book out with the intriguing title, A History of the World Through Body Parts, the stories behind the (laughs) organs, appendages, digits, (laughs) and the like attached to or detached from famous bodies. It's from Chronicle Books.
1: Uh, This is not about words, Leonard.
0: (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) You want to tell us a little about it, or should we wait uh, until your next visit when we'll talk about it in more detail?
2: Let's do the next visit. But actually I just want to add one thing. Kathy, to a degree it was about words. We basically got the whole idea from Oh, you're right. We also we do a series of quote books as well. And there's a famous quote by Pascal, the philosopher, who said, Cleopatra's nose had it been shorter, the whole face of the world would have been changed. Now we put that quote in a in a quote book and we thought well, what about Cleopatra? <laughs>
5: like,
0: yeah. What the hell was the going book. on with that nose? Yes. <laughs> it, it was good that she had a long nose. Do you, you think that that distinguished her from other people? But, well, she was, well.
1: Well, we could go. We go in at length hmm. into that in the book. No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> Ross has a nose for news. No, stop, stop it, Abby. Stop it.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nostril pun, but I can't come up with
3: one. Uh, yeah, no,
1: I know.
0: <laughs> it can get kind of hairy. Anyway, uh, we th- thank you so much for being on our show, and I look forward to your next visit when we talk about that book, A History of the World Through Body Parts. It's always a pleasure.
1: Oh, it, it is thank for you. us. It's we love been, it. It's
0: always fun. And that brings us to the end of the show. Special thanks to segment producer Barbara Kahn for preparing today's segment. If you'd like to check out any of our other 700 shows, go to WBAI.org or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else that podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach me directly, my email address is LeonardLopate at WBAI.org. I forgot to mention that our guest's most recent language book is Awkward uh, Awkward Moments, A Lively Guide uh, to the 100 Terms Smart People Should Know published by 10 speed press. They have a number of language books there. You can also, uh, check them out on uh, their podcast. You're saying it wrong. Uh, So let's get back to our situation. I need to ask you to step up and support WBAI as we struggle to stay afloat during these difficult times. We're asking all of our listeners who haven't taken the step already to make a tax-deductible contribution at whatever level they're comfortable with by going online to give to WBAI.org or by calling 212 209-2950 right now to keep the unique in-depth content we bring you on the show coming to you weekdays from 1 to 2 p.m. That's give and the number 2 wbai.org or 212-209-2950. And you might also consider becoming a sustaining member for $10, $15, $20 or more a month. What we call a BAI buddy. It allows us to plan for the future know that there's going to be money coming in next month as well and uh, as a way of saying thank you we'll send you a bai tote bag if you become a bai buddy for ten dollars a month or more either way i hope you'll call right now because bai relies totally on listed donations we don't take ads or foundation grants which allows us to be completely free speech radio if Let It Lope at Large is part of your daily routine, why not keep it going for someone who's just discovering it? Uh, and you can do that by, as I said, calling 212 209 2950 or by going online to give to WBAI.org to help support independent radio. We are the only radio station in New York that relies 100% on our listeners. And... You can make a tax-deductible contribution in the name of Leonard Lopez at large if you want to keep that going. We don't take ads, as I said, of foundation grants or anything else. Uh, And thank you if you uh, give a contribution in the name of Leonard Lopez at large. On tomorrow's show, I'll be talking with Marion Nussel about her new memoir, Slow-Cooked and Unexpected Life in Food Politics. And we will see you then.